Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church, and we're going to finish up Revelation chapter 4 today, Revelation 4, 6 through 11, and it's the secret to surviving life's tribulations, worshiping at the throne. That's the secret. We're going to see that worshiping at the throne is a secret to surviving. We all face many tribulations in life, in this life. Yes, 2020 was tough, no doubt about it, but every year has its own unique challenges, doesn't it? Its own unique tribulations. But God gives us a secret to surviving life's tribulations by showing us in Revelation 4 how to survive the great tribulation, the great tribulation, the last seven years of the, the life on this planet Earth. Hopefully, it's, there'll be a pre-tribulation rapture. We won't be here, but, uh, but it's good just to be prepared in case, all right? And, uh, but this is a great lesson for surviving life's tribulations. In the book of Revelation, all hell is getting ready to break loose, literally, literally. Last week, we saw that God is still on the throne and how important it is to keep that perspective, that God is in control as we go through life's tribulations or even facing the tribulation, it's important to realize that God is still in control. He's telling us what's going to happen. We know it. He's still in control, right? But another key to surviving the, the life's tribulations is, and the tribulation, whatever part we get hit, rub up against it or go through half of it or go through the whole thing, whatever your position is, <laughs> doesn't matter what our position is, matter what God's position is, right? But the key to surviving life's tribulations is worshiping at the throne, realizing God is in control on the throne and then worshiping at his throne, worshiping him at his throne. That's the key. So many of us don't understand worship. We think we just sing a song and we worship. That's, there's so much more to it. We, it, it's really about going away beyond that. It could be through a song, could be through the word, could be through meditation, could be, you know, meditating on the word, uh, on, on God, through prayer, through quiet, quietness. Worship, many different parts to worship, but worship, music is a very important powerful part of that but it, it's so much more it, it, it worship tra allows us to connect to god in a powerful way and to transcend where we are at the, any given moment god has given us uh, a, this gift of worship to connect with him to be filled with his spirit to be to be filled with his grace to transcend whatever we're going through to not only survive what we're going through to not just grit our teeth and go through it but to transcend transcend it with supernatural peace to have supernatural peace no matter what we're going through think of paul beaten shipwrecked stoned whipped you know, <laughs> you know unbelievable what he persecuted what he went through and yet he had supernatural peace as we see so many times in the scripture and we reach this place of transcendence this place of peace we reach this place by worshiping god on his throne it's a gift and it's a privilege that is given to all of his children to everybody who is a true christian it allows us to lose ourselves in god's presence to lose ourselves in god himself to just be so connected with him to have that peace and joy and power <clears throat> the science has studied the, the human brain and found out that when people are worshiping really worshiping there's a part of the brain that is activated then and only then during that special deep place of worship the brain is activated god has created us for this and if you've ever experienced real worship you know there's nothing better if you're in that time of worship i've been on retreats or you know 
different events gone away where we're just worshiping all God, God all day. And you don't want to go back. There's nothing better. You don't miss the TV. You don't miss the phone. You don't miss you know your team. You don't miss anything. You just you just love being in God's presence. There's nothing better. This total intimacy with God. It's the greatest joy that He's given us, and that connection with God. We were created with that. Not just the brain to activate during worship, but there's this hole in our heart that God created us with that only He can fulfill. Only He can fill that spot. Only He can fulfill us. And if you try to fill it with all the other different ways, with a person, place, or thing, it's empty. It ends up empty. It ends up... We end up miserable. Because only God can fill that place. If you've, you're not a Christian yet, you're hearing me and you're not a Christian, you never put your faith in Jesus Christ, you, you have a hole in your heart that only Jesus can fill. And I'm telling you, nothing is going to fulfill until you put Jesus on that throne, until you let God be on the throne of your heart, until you let Him fill you, and until you connect with Him, you, you won't know fulfillment. You won't know purpose in your life. There's only one way. Now, last week, we already saw that God is on His throne, and now we're going to see worshiping Him at His throne. Let's pray. Father, I pray that if anybody here is listening, anybody listening to this has never put their faith in Jesus, they would do that today. They would know the fulfillment in their soul of having having the Holy Spirit living inside of them. And Lord, I pray that for the rest of us, no matter what we're going through in life, that we would remember and would be it would just be driven home into our mind into our hearts into our very souls how important it is to worship and connect with you and no matter what people are going through i pray that after today they would know peace no matter what tribulation they're facing they would have peace through worship through connecting with you i pray that in jesus name amen Okay, let's pick it up. Uh, Revelation 4, verse 6b. Well, second part of 6, okay? In the center, around the throne, were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in the front and in the back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under his wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before Him who sits on the throne and worship Him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crown... They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. Wow, we're going to have wild with this. So, first of all, we see verses 6 through um, 8. 6 through 8, we see what's happening. In the center around the throne were four living creatures, and they were covered with eyes in the front and back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second like an ox, the third had the face of a man, and the fourth like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around. Even under his wings, day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We see that worship is happening in in heaven 24-7. There's no such thing as days. Just going on and on and on. Time and, and be, from, from the beginning to the end. Eternity, right? Worship is going on 
all the time in heaven. Everyone is worshiping God in heaven. The, the angels and the saints are worshiping Him and they're led by very four, by four very unusual worship leaders. Look what we just read. Very unusual. Four angelic beings. We know there are many different angels and beings created by God. The cherubim and the seraphim. Uh, but we see these seraphs here. We first see them in Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 1 to 3, that we first, Isaiah first sees them. He says, in the year of King Uzziah, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne and ex- high and exalted and the train of his robe filled the temple. Once again, he sees God. All he can describe is God's, the, the train of his robe that's all you could describe as crazy, right? Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their face. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. I remember in Promise Keeper events singing that. They had a song based on that. Uh, I see the Lord. It's just an awesome 50,000 men singing that song. and Little glimpse of heaven. Little glimpse of heaven. We didn't want to go home. It was awesome. The, the power of God there. And, and the, the, we see these seraphs. They have many eyes, which stands symbolically for intelligence. Intelligence, and also they can see everything. They can, they can see what's going on. And the wings that they were given, which means unlimited mobility. They also have their, describes their face as the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. Possible four different, the four different gospels represented by that. Each represented part of Jesus' ministry. The king, and the, 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 uh, the, the man and the servant and, and, but also the, the, they also could be the four, the kings of four different classes of nature, of creation itself. The, the, the wild, the domestic, the birds and mankind. And we'll, we'll soon see that all of creation is, is going to worship. We're going to see them in worship before the throne, worshiping God. Revelation 5 verse 13, where it says, Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all is in, all that is in them singing. So every human, animal, everything's going to sing. To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen, and the elders fell down in worship. So we see all of creation, maybe they represent all the different creation, they represent them. But we don't have to wait for Revelation 5. We don't have to wait to worship. We should be worshiping Him, Jesus, right now. We should be worshiping at this very moment. Philippians 2, in Philippians 2, 10 and 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow all the creation in heaven, under the earth, and in the earth, under the earth. We, we should be doing that now. You don't have to wait. We should be doing it now. But if we don't do it now, if we don't join in voluntarily now, uh, we will. Uh, everybody's going to bow the knee, Revelation 5, they, they will, but it's a lot better to voluntarily worship God now. I would encourage you to put your faith in Jesus and worship Him now. You should, because you will. Uh, you can do it voluntarily or do it the hard way, okay? So, constant praise is going on, constant praise. Uh, we see them saying, holy, 
holy, holy, constant praise. Very unusual. If you study any, the gods of Greek mythology or Roman mythology, if you see it, th- when they worship those gods, they focus on their power. That's what they focus on, the power. And God has lots of power. We're going to see his power and him worship for his power all throughout Revelation. But the first thing that, that our God, the one true God, Jehovah God and his Son and the Holy Spirit, the one focus first is God's holiness. God's holiness. Uh, the, the gods, once again, of mythology, worship, they focus on their power. Or what can you do for me? But <laughs> none of that here. It's God's holiness. So many people say, oh, God is love, God is love. God is love. He loves us so much, He sent His Son to die for us. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. But God is, first of all, holy. That's why He sent His Son, Jesus, to die for us. Because He's holy. And His holiness must be satisfied. His justice must be satisfied. And and He acted in love to allow that justice and holiness to be satisfied by sacrificing His one and only Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life yes he loved us enough to sacrifice his one and only son on a cross for our sin and yet he did that because he is holy God is holy first and all these people out there think they oh, I just God loves us and he says everything's going to be okay I can do whatever I want no no God is holy holy first and that we have to face that first his justice first and then we can receive His love. And so many people are going to be in for a shock someday as we see in the book of Revelation. Wait till we go through here. Going to be shocked. But the whole focus here is on God. They're worshiping God and their whole focus is not, God, what, what can you do for me? It's God. The whole focus is Him, not us. It's not what we like. It's not how worship makes us feel. You know, it's all on, it's all about God. In America, the worship is all, how do I feel? And I left this church because I just didn't feel the worship. You know, you hear this all the time. It's like ridiculous. You're not there to, ridiculous. You're not there to feel anything. You're there to focus on God and worship God. And it, it's crazy. So many focus on the leader or the style of worship. But if your heart is right, you can worship God anytime in any way. I can use a hymn. I can use a, a praise song. I can use something written yesterday. Doesn't matter to me. I can, as long as it's worshiping God, I can I can do it. it, it and, and, and even the worship, sometimes the worship team throughout the years has said to me, hey, I just feel like people aren't, you know, worshiping and I just, what am I doing wrong? Well, you're not doing anything wrong. You just worship God. You focus on God. You worship God. It's our job to follow you. You know, that, that you've done your job. Now we gotta, we need to follow. Do we, but so many people don't come ready to worship because they're not worshiping during the week. Worship doesn't just happen on Sunday. It happens all week long in the Word. It, with, with worship music, with quiet before God. And, and, and so many people don't do that all week and then they stay up late on Saturday night and they stay up late watching garbage on TV or some filthy movie, some unholy show, and then, then they show up and say, okay, thrill me, wake me up. You know, you know, it's like waking up a zombie. You know, it, listen, no, 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 no. We, we, we have to be ready to worship God. And it doesn't just happen on Sunday. It should be happening all the time. We can learn a lot about worship from, from these four angelic worship leaders. We can learn a lot. Look what's happening here. All hell is breaking loose. Literally breaking loose. And what, but what's going on in heaven? 
Are they panicking? Oh God, look what's happening on earth. Oh no, what's going to happen? No, no, they're worshiping. They're worshiping. That's what they're doing. God is constantly worshipped in heaven, irregardless of what is happening on this planet, irregardless of what is happening in the United States, irregardless of what's happening in my life, whether I'm entering into worship or not. God is still being worshipped in heaven. It doesn't matter if the USA churches are apostate. It doesn't matter if the church is going, the country is going to hell. It doesn't matter if there's rioting in the streets. It doesn't matter who the president is. It doesn't matter if our church that we're part of is dying or dead. You know, we saw that, you know, seven churches. It doesn't matter if our faith is weak. It doesn't matter if we're backslidden. It doesn't matter. God is still being worshipped by countless angels and saints on his throne in heaven. He's still being worshipped. And if we don't join in that worship, God doesn't lose anything. He's not missing out on anything. We do. We do. Think about if your team, uh, we're in Philadelphia area, so I'll, I'll use the, the let's say the uh, the Phillies win the, are, are doing really well and they're, they're in the playoffs and they're in the World Series and you don't watch. And let's say they win the World Series. Remember that happened? About every 50 years. Okay. <laughs> I'm a New York fan. Anyway, here we go. Uh, but but let's, say, let's say they've won the World Series and you didn't watch the World Series. Do you think they care? Do you think the fans that are at the games are watching care? No, they're going crazy. You know, every 50 years, going crazy, right? They're having, you know, parades and being all excited. And who misses out? If you're a Phillies fan, you miss out, right? You're the one missing out. Or let's say the Eagles. Remember, they, they actually won a couple years ago, won the Super Bowl. It was a big deal. Everybody's watching and the parade and all that stuff. You don't watch, you don't go to the games, you don't watch the games. Who cares? They're having a great time with or without you, right? You're the one who misses out. You don't go to the parade. You miss out. And that is just like us in worship. God is being worshipped and it's way better than a World Series or a Super Bowl. Uh, it's, it's, it's by a gazillion times better. And, but if we don't enter in, it, they're all, all over the world, people are worshipping and, and close with God and intimacy with Him. In heaven, the angels and the saints go nuts constantly before God's throne. If we don't worship, we miss out. We're missing out on an awesome thing. Now, another wild part about worship in heaven is this verses 9 through 11. I call this casting grounds. Uh, there's a group that sings named that worship group. All right, verse 9. Whenever the living creatures give glory, honor, and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the, oh yeah, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever, they lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. So <clears throat> we see in that passage there that they're, they're, they're casting their crowns, the, the elders before the throne. Whenever the angels, the four beings, start to give glory and thanks to God, the the the, the twenty-four, the, we know those are the apostles and, and the patriarchs, throw their crowns before God's throne. Each of us has is going to get a crown. 
The Bible teaches this very clearly. Each of us is earning rewards here on earth by the way we live, by the way we serve, by our faithfulness, by our love for God. Jesus taught it many, many times. And as a result, when we get to heaven, we're going to be given crowns and responsibilities based on the way that we live here on earth. And the ultimate crown is 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8. In 2 Timothy 4, 7, and 8, the ultimate crown, I have fought, Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness. The crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearance. We, the ultimate crown is salvation. The crown of righteousness that we, that we have, we receive when we put our faith in Jesus Christ and we, we are given that crown. Alright? Our salvation. But anyone, who puts their faith in Jesus, receives that crown. Anyone then can go on to earn additional crowns, earn additional bonus points to redeem in heaven. Not not by finishing first here, but by finishing faithfully. By faithfully finishing here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. didn't say I got first place in the race. I finished the race. The race God has given me. I have kept the faith. That, that is how we earn these rewards. And in God's Word, we are actually encouraged to try to get a big crown through our life and ministry. To get lots of crowns, get a big crown through that. The kids, you know, as you know, I have 13 kids, and they, we have lots of trophies in this house. Now, in all different sizes, when they're little, they get this little trophy. When they get bigger, a bigger one. And then when they're bigger, they get a bigger one. And if they, and that's just by participation trophies. I don't know why they give them, I don't know why they give them, just for showing up, right? Bad precedent being set. Uh, we're, we're not teaching the kids anything. But sometimes they get a reward, a trophy, because they actually win something. They get first place in their the league or, or travel. They win a tournament. or they get those. The, you know what we do with the rest of those other... Those are the ones we keep. They're real trophies. The rest of them, they bring them in. Say, that's nice if they're seven and it's their first one. I let them keep it. Otherwise... Right there, we throw it in the garbage. We just get rid of them. We don't keep them, right? Unless they've earned something for a reason, we throw them away. And even those, someday they throw away. They get older and they don't care anymore and they, they throw them away, right? Uh, we as Christians get a reward and we're going to throw them away too. But not away. We're going to throw them before the throne of God. The, the trophies that we earn on this earth for serving God by being faithful, by finishing the race, by fighting the good fight. The trophies that we earn that way, we are going to throw them before God's throne. The athletics, the, the, the Olympics, the, the sporting events back in the New Testament time, Paul talks about all the time, but, but in those games in New Testament times, they would get this, 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 this crown of, you know, the green thing, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. They get that crown and that was their, their, their award for doing really well. And they would offer that crown, they would take it off and offer it, offer it up to the deity that they served, whatever deity it was. It's similar to what athletes do now. I just, you know, they win some, a game and they do well and they say, what do you want to say about the game? Say, I just want to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Love it when they do that. <laughs> they always cut away or they, Edit it out, but but anyway, I love it when they do that. And uh, but but similar to that, but they would take these the, their their crown and offer it up to their deity. But that is a picture here of what is happening. Not offering up a couple branch with some leaves on it, but a, a, an eternal 
crown, a crown of gold, true lasting crown. And that is our goal is to, to win a big crown so that we can lay it at the feet of God, at his throne. What, what do you want to lay at God's feet? Do you want to put you know, a little trinket at his feet? Or do you want to have something important to put at his feet? Think of Christmas. We just had Christmas. You know, you, you want to give someone special a little dinky present, you know, that you got at the dollar store, or do you, which is okay. We do those too. But, but, or do you want to give them something that you made and you built with your own hands, or you earned a lot of <coughs> cold hard cash, earned, and, 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 uh, you know, you earned, you had to pay something for it. And that's what we want. We want to bring something before God that, that is significant, that shows our life meant something. And the idea is not selfish that, oh, I want to have all this. No, it's not selfish, but it's, it, we want to give God glory. We want to give God glory through our life, the way that we live. And then someday we want to lay that before Him saying, God, you gave me the grace to bring you glory and to fulfill your purpose. And that, that crown is a permanent reminder of how we live by God's grace, by His mercy and grace. What what size crown have you earned so far? If you were going to show up in heaven, what size crown? What are you going to lay at God's feet? Is it do you have a big crown earned or a big head? Right? <laughs> are are we casting? We don't have to wait till we get to heaven to to put things at Jesus' feet. We don't have to wait till to God's feet. We can. All that we have right this moment should be laid at His feet daily. We should be surrendered at His feet daily for His glory. God, what I'm doing is for Your glory. This isn't for me. I'm putting it at Your feet. It's vital to remember that. And here's a test to see if we're really doing that, if we're really laying everything at His feet, if we're really doing something for His glory and for His purpose, and that is this, if He takes it away. If He takes something away, how do we respond? How do we respond when He takes away a job? or money that we've earned, or, or a sport that we play, or something, or even a loved one. How do we respond when God takes that? How do we respond? That person, place, or thing. How do we respond? That shows whether we've surrendered, whether we put it at His feet. It shows that if we are, if we are surrendered or we become bitter because of that. That shows. Are we ready to be in heaven someday putting that crown before His feet? It shows that. Are we ready? Are we ready for the tribulation? Are we, how are we handling life's tribulations now? That shows if we're ready to either bump up or go through part of the tribulation. That shows. Are we worshiping? Are we connected to God? Are you experiencing that worship? Are you connected to God? Do you realize the transforming power of worship in your life right now. In Acts chapter 16, in Acts chapter 16, we see an amazing story, an amazing story of, of transforming power of worship when, when Paul and Silas are, are thrown into prison. And I'm going to pick it up with verse 20, 22. Acts 16, verse 22. <coughs> the crowd... <coughs> The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. Ooh, how many were stripped and beaten today? How many have ever been stripped and beaten? Right? <laughs> After they had been severely flogged, severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the, this, all because they were serving God, testifying to Jesus, witnessing. This is what happened to Paul and Silas. Look what happened to them. 
and the je- the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Means it's your life or theirs. If you let them go, you're dead. That's what it meant to the Romans, right? Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Put them in the deepest cell, locked them to the wall, you know, in the stocks. About, what are Paul and Silas doing? This isn't fair, God. This isn't fair. Why'd you do that? No, this is what they said. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, I bet they were listening to them. What are these guys beating in the head? Are they crazy? Verse 26, Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in, and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. Verse 30, Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be Amazing passage. The chains come off the other prisoners. They're, they're, they're being set free by their, Paul and Silas. Worship. They're all listening. They're watching. They're in jail too. We're all prisoners, right? Every one of us prisoners of sin and Satan and death and the world and the flesh. But people are watching us. They're watching us. And, and they were, the, and, and look what happened. Paul and Silas were set free, but they were free all along, weren't they? They were always free. But the jailer was set free. He was saved. He and his whole family saved. Put their faith in Jesus Christ. Even when our world is falling apart, even when the USA is in a panic, even when we're facing possibility of World War III, even when the economy is crashing, could happen any second here, even when there's a pandemic, we can still worship and live free. When people see us doing that, look, they were all listening. When people see us doing that, they will be drawn to Jesus Christ. When when people see our lives and how we're handling it, they're, they're going to see our lives. They're, they're going to, when they see our lives are transformed by our worship, they're going to come to faith in Jesus Christ. And the most important part of our worship is our life. Romans 12.1 Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices of God, this is your spiritual act of worship. He said, our lives, living out holy lives, sacrificing our lives to Jesus Christ, that is the ultimate form of worship. And when people see that, they're going to come to Jesus. They're going to be impacted. They're going to watch us maybe for years. They're going to see us go through trials and tribulations in our life. And they're going to see how we handle that. We're going to see our faith. They're going to see our transformed lives. And that's what's going to someday activate them to put their faith in Jesus. That's what's going to draw them to check this Jesus guy out is when they see our worship and they see our transformed lives. When they see that, Romans 12, 2, they're not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When they see that transformation, do you have that peace? Do you have that transforming power 
Are you worshipping at God's throne no matter what tribulation you're facing? Do you have time in that throne? Are you worshipping? That's the key to surviving. It's surviving life's tribulations is at time at the throne to worship or to, to, to worship in church on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock sharp. Some of you come in with worships half over. What have you missed? You've missed time at the throne. We need to be there at 10 o'clock sharp ready to worship. We need to be worshiping God all throughout the week on our listening devices, whatever those are, on the radio. Instead of listening to garbage or listening to something, talk something, listen to the, the word being preached or to the worship or have a CD ready to pop in that's a, 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 a good sermon. You know, Be, be ready to, to do that, to, to be in the word, to be memorizing, meditating. We have to be at the throne, in the Word, out of load of verses I was just going through this morning, you know, meditating on them, letting that transform my mind and my heart, flush me, you know, help me be holy. At the throne, we need to be at the throne and get God's perspective, to get His perspective, no matter what is happening in our life, in our country, in our world, we need His perspective. We're not, and when we have His perspective, we're not freaked out. We shouldn't be. I see even Christians freaked out in fear, and I'm like, Mm, mm, you, need, you need to get to the throne, pal. You know, hey, we're freaked out about the economy. We're freaked out about the election. We're freaked out about who our president is. Listen, we don't we don't worship a president. We worship God on His throne. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We need to we need to have that place of peace, that place of quiet, that place of peace. And because finding peace is is the key to not worrying. Worrying is the opposite of worship. You have a choice. You're gonna worship, you're gonna worry. What are you gonna do? You got a choice every day as a Christian. Worship and worship is happening all the time at the throne, whether we're connecting or not. It's happening in heaven. It's happening all over the world. We and we we don't connect when we don't plug in. We are missing out on peace and joy and power. We're missing out on experiencing the love of Jesus Christ. And I'm talking to Christians, but if you're not a Christian yet, you've never put your faith in Jesus, you're probably thinking, could I really have that kind of peace? You can. You can have that peace if you will surrender to God on the throne. In John's time, when a king surrendered, he was in a battle and he was fighting another king. And when, when, he, was, when, he, when he surrendered to the, the, the king who had de- defeated him, he would throw the crown at that king's feet. <clears throat> and if he would do that, his life was spared. We are called to do that. Jesus has won the victory over sin, over Satan, over the world, over death itself by his death on that cross and his resurrection from the dead. He has won the victory for us and now we are called to to surrender to him, to surrender to him, to receive eternal life. Just as that, that vanquished person would, would throw in the crown before would receive life. We receive eternal life. We have made, we have peace with God and we now can have peace no matter what we're going through. We can share in Jesus Christ's victory on that cross and through his resurrection. Do you have that peace with God? Let's pray. How is God speaking to us? Father, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to us through your word now. We pray that the fire of your Spirit would touch our hearts. If we are listening to this and and someone has never put their faith in Jesus, his death on that cross for our sin, his resurrection from the dead to give us a new life, never put our faith in him, I pray that they would do that now. I pray that you would do that now. You can do that by putting your faith in Jesus. 
praying the simple but powerful prayer of faith. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. You can believe in Jesus. You can put your faith in Him right now by surrendering to Jesus. God, I surrender my sin to You. I surrender the garbage of my life. I surrender my life to You. I repent of that old life. I surrender my life to You. I put my faith in in Jesus. I put my faith in His death on that cross for me. His resurrection from the dead for me. I put my faith in Jesus. I surrender my life to you, God. If you have prayed that prayer, you have just received the most important crown you could ever receive. The crown of righteousness. The crown of salvation. You now have life in Jesus Christ that starts this second and goes out through all, all of eternity in heaven someday. You have that life now. You now can go to the throne anytime and worship God, connect with Him, talk to Him, ask for mercy and grace. You can now read His Word and it will come alive. It will be on fire for you. It will transform you. I want to encourage you to tell somebody Tell another Christian, family member, friend. Tell somebody. If you don't have anybody to tell, email me, chuckwilsonnhcc at comcast.net. nhcc at comcast.net. And I will be excited for you. I will help you get connected with a Christian group that can help you grow in your faith. But for those of us who are already Christians, are we taking advantage of worshiping at the throne? What if we allowed to take God's place to drown out that worship in heaven. Will we say, today I'm going to go worship at the throne. I'm going to make this 2021, this next year, a year of worshiping God and connecting with God and being in His Word. Being filled with His Spirit's power. Father, I pray that for every one of us that we would not only realize that you are on the throne, that's the first most important step, but second of all, to worship at, you worship you at that throne. I pray that this next year, as we face who knows what kind of tribulations, maybe even bumping up against the great tribulation, Lord, I pray that we would all have the peace and the power and the joy because we are worshiping at the throne. I pray that people would see our transformed lives I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I hope that gets you started for 2021 and we'll be moving into Revelation 5 and it's going to get hot, but it's okay. We know who's on the throne and we're worshiping God on His throne. Amen. Amen.